Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If you look at the vibrational frequencies of how people operate on the higher spectrum of vibrational frequency, you have enlightenment, but underneath that you have love, joy, gratitude, and at the bottom, you have shame. So you operating at your lowest form of vibrational frequency, you are operating in a state of what? Shame. So when you do something that you know you're not supposed to do, you go into your lowest form of vibration, aka the lowest form of yourself. And most people live in a state of what? What I like to call quiet desperation. They live in a state of quiet shame. So they're ashamed of their habits, they're ashamed of what they do, but they don't change. AK, they're always living in a low state of vibration. And you see them walking mm -hmm. around, they walk unhappy, they operate unhappy. When they interact with people, they are unhappy. Why? Because they're not the best versions of themselves. Would you say, it seems as though you've got the business aspects and the making money on lock. What about your your health and your wellness? How's that going? So I actually lost, you'd be surprised, I lost like 40 pounds. I was actually like super overweight. I was eating Chick-fil-A every single day with that bullshit peanut oil. And I was super unhealthy. And then... Was it was because you were just so focused on making money? So you were like, focused oh, on, so whatever. focused. And then I had my first mushroom trip. Oh. And my mushroom trip was like, dude, what if the food's poisoning me? Like, what if it... Like, I, 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 I looked at a photo of myself and I had massive bags under my eyes. And I'm like, dude, like, what the fuck am I doing? I, I had like a chin, like a double chin. And I'm like, whoa, 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 is this the best version of myself? And then I kind of ignored it. And then I went to a nice steakhouse and I couldn't, I know it sounds crazy now, but I couldn't button up my jeans. And at that moment, I was like, something has to change. Like, I can't continue like this lifestyle. It's absolutely ridiculous. So for better or for worse, I did a year of vegan diet. So I went on literally juicing and fasting. And I think it was, a, what is it? Like the raw diet mm. wasn't sustainable because I, I lost a lot of weight and I wasn't yeah, super strong. A lot of muscle as well. Yes, but it helped me cleanse, right? Yeah. So I think everybody should kind of implement dietary restrictions. I think dietary restrictions are one of the best things that people can actually do for their health. Why? Because it's a conscientious understanding of how you eat. And I think if people can't control what they put in their mouth, what can you actually control in your life? If you can't control what you eat, what can you actually control, yeah. brother? Nothing. So that's the first building block. The second one is mobility. So food, essential. I master that, bro. You'll never see me eating junk food a day in my life. Even drinking a little bit of this water, I'm like, I feel guilty because I'm like, okay, it's a plastic, plastic bottle, bottle. Has, potentially has a little bit of fluoride in it. I'm like, I'm feeling a little bad, but I was a little bit thirsty, guilty. The second one is mobility. I stretch every single day. So yeah, I may not be the biggest guy, but at the, I'm, bro, I feel super, super good. Yeah. I feel super healthy. 
And yeah, of course, building block, uh, your, your skeletal muscle is the building block for longevity. We know this, but you're going to help me with that. So, well, you, you can help me. I got, with the, I, got the, I got the thirst app, bro. Trust, bro. I got you. <laughs> you can help me with the mobility because that's, that's bad. Bro, with Nate, bro. Nate, Nate will help you with the, the whole uh, flexibility. Isn't it weird because there's, there's so many things that you know you should be doing, but sometimes it, it just takes something for you to just fucking do it. I like with you, maybe just that trip and you just look at yourself and you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, I think it's the self, it, like we, we talked about the self-realization of self-sabotage. Mm. We fuck ourselves up, bro. Like people talk about the system. People talk about the people that are against them. People talk about, you know, oh, they're printing money out of thin air. Oh, money's not worth anything. Or they say, I have no opportunity. But how many actions in our life are self-sabotaging? all day long we self-sabotage mm. so why can't we turn off those self-sabotaging habits and replace them for positive habits what i've realized that people do is they want to cut something out okay i'm going to cut out smoking i'm going to cut out drinking but you're not supposed to cut out something you're supposed to replace it yeah. because there's a quote that says an idle mind is the devil's workshop so if you're not thinking about anything if you're not doing anything if you're not being productive then you're most likely gonna go back to what? Your tendencies and your old habits that you formed over a long period of time. So if you wanna change those habits, if you wanna change those tendencies, then you need to be in a situation whereby you're replacing them with a positive feedback loop. Mm. And I feel a little bit hypocritical talking about health and shit in front of you, but- No, but like, oh. <laughs> there's, I would say, I think the most important thing is discipline. Yes. Because that is gonna determine what you do on the days that you're not motivated. Mm. And I have those days as well. There's plenty of times when I wake up and I'm like, don't want to go to the gym, especially if it's like, if I, if I know it's going to be a horrible session, like a leg session, I don't want to do that. But it's the, I always have this thing where I, I visualize how I'm going to feel after I do it. I have that with training, but I also have it with food as well. So even though there could just be this delicious, you know, burger, Cinnabon, whatever in front of me, I know it's going to provide me with temporary happiness for maybe 20 minutes. And then afterwards, it's kind of like shame and regret. And then, you know, you have to deal with all the negative side effects that come with eating something like that. And then usually <clears throat> what I always find is eating something like that, you just, it becomes way easier to continue to eat like that. Yes. It's Maybe one, because you change the it's microbiome. The, it's the slippery slope. Yeah. It's like, okay, you permit it one time, but it's okay, I'll permit yeah. it a second time. And to add to that, it may not even be temporary happiness. It may just be temporary dopamine. Mm. Like you're craving the dopamine of that past experience of how that made you feel. And if you look at the vibrational frequencies of how people operate on the higher spectrum of vibrational frequency, like you have enlightenment, but underneath that you have love, joy, gratitude. And at the bottom, you have shame. Yeah. So you operating at your lowest form of vibrational frequency, you are operating in a state of what? Shame. So when you do something that you know you're not supposed to do, you go into your lowest form of vibration, aka the lowest form of yourself. And most people live in a state of what? What I like to call quiet desperation. They live in a state of quiet shame. So they're ashamed of their habits, they're ashamed of what they do, but they don't change. AK, they're always living in a low state of vibration. And you see them walking mm -hmm. around. They walk unhappy. They operate unhappy. When they interact with people, they are unhappy. Why? Because they're not the best versions of themselves. Yeah. I was in that state. 
I think it was in 2018. I was in a, a long distance relationship where I barely got to see my girlfriend. I literally had no social life. I, I was, I was, just, I was bored, and I was thinking to myself, there must be more to life than this. And because I was bored, because I wasn't doing anything that was providing me with joy or happiness, I would just resort to food. And that was my temporary happiness that was also keeping me at this very low level vibration. And I noticed that <clears throat> when I decided to sort my life out and be like, right, that's me more to life than this. I'm going to go out, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I traveled a lot. Uh, I moved out of London and I realized I naturally would just became a hell of a lot happier. And when I'm in a happier state, I have like no interest in eating bad food. Yes. And for many people, eating is a, is a, is a, is a form of coping. Mm. It's a coping mechanism. Have you fasted? You've gone, have yeah, you done like some yeah. pretty long fasts? I've never done, I, I don't think I've ever done a 24 hour fast. No. The longest one I did a, a few times when I've done it during Ramadan. Yeah, yeah. And I think the very longest one was when I did it in the UK because I had a client when I was back when I was a personal trainer. He was doing it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it as well because I'm curious to know what it's actually like and how I would train if I'm going to be fasting all day and not drinking any water. So I think that it was in the middle of summer. So the sunset was at 9.30. Yeah. So that was a full day. Yeah, pretty long. No food, no water. Not eating the food was doable. I think since I started intermittent fasting, to begin with, it's like, really weird and you're just thinking oh, my, oh like I, I need to eat i'm exactly. not gonna survive but you will of course you will you have so much stored energy it's just like impossible for you to not survive yes but not drinking the water was that was more of a challenge I, but have you done like water fasts that are just like or no no okay so people that do water fast and i experienced this two days into your water fast you start roaming the kitchen you start roaming the kitchen imagine how much mental real estate is occupied by eating yeah. Like, oh, okay. I have to eat breakfast, eat lunch, eat dinner. Dude, that's a fucking huge psyop. I've talked about it before. People think that breakfast is this normal thing that is just everybody has always done, but it's not. Edward Bernay, who's known as the father of propaganda, he's, I think, the uncle to the founder of Netflix, another propaganda machine. Mm. He created a campaign based off of breakfast the meat industry came to him and said, hey, we're missing sales on sausages and bacon. We need to boost the sales of sausages and bacon. So he created this entire campaign and went to all the medical professionals and said, hey, let's start pushing breakfast being the healthiest, most essential meal of the day. And guess what happened to the sale of bacon and sausages? Skyrocketed. Mm. He did the exact same thing with what? Cigarettes. He was the guy behind cigarettes empowering women. So he built an entire campaign we're talking about these myths of health, right? And he said, okay, the cigarette companies came to Edward Bernay and they're like, you know what? We need to boost our sales. I think it was Lucky. Lucky was the company back in the day. You've probably seen those old commercials yeah, like yeah. Lucky. And the entire premise of the campaign was cigarettes to women are torches of freedom. So the entire campaign was if you are a woman and you want the empowerment of being a woman and the freedom that comes with being a woman, smoke a cigarette. So what now? Health is correlated with breakfast. Women's empowerment is correlated with cigarettes. So how can you differentiate those? So you need to evaluate, in my opinion, the source of the information that's telling you what you do instead of just adopting that philosophy and those belief systems and always asking, 
what is the source of the information? Why are they saying this? And is it true? Yeah. Nobody does any critical thinking anymore. Nobody, brother. People are just, they, whatever they see, they believe. And I don't know, when I kind of came to the realization that this was not the way to think, I started questioning everything. I was like, why, why, have I, why am I being shown this? On the, on the news sites. It's like, why are they choosing to talk about this and not the other things? Like, why were they not talking about just going outside, being more active, getting all your vitamins, being healthy? Why were they just saying, oh, hide, cover up, and avoid people? I mean, it's, the answer is very simple. You just have to look at who owns the companies. Yeah. Right? So if you look at who owns CNBC, who owns Fox, who owns CNN, at the top of the shareholder list, you have Vanguard and BlackRock. Then you look at the manufacturers of the jabs. Mm. Okay, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, who are the top shareholders mm -hmm. of those companies, Vanguard and BlackRock. Now you look at the flight companies that banned all flights. No flights unless you're taken care of. Who are the top shareholders? Vanguard, BlackRock. You look at the food Okay, who are the top shareholders of all this junk food? Vanguard and BlackRock. So it's this ecosystem mm -hmm. of how to print butterflies out of thin air. So the media is controlled, the food is controlled, the narrative is controlled, the transportation is controlled. Who owns Meta? Who owns Snapchat? Who owns, well, used to be, but still kind of does, Twitter? Uh, who owns uh, Google? They're pushing the same narrative. The media is pushing, oh, it's the same company. It's BlackRock. It's Vanguard. Profit-driven companies. So mm. this idea of breakfast, right? Edward Bernay, cigarettes, Edward Bernay, is the exact same play, but at a macro-global scale at this point. Why? Because they have access to the internet and the distribution of information is a lot more simple and effective at a mass viral scale as opposed to newspaper and billboards like it used to be back in the day.